Today's financial editor on 930 WFMD was recorded at an earlier date. The award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio, 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts. You can check out uh, a replay of this program or any of our uh, programming. Uh, it's amazing how much technology has changed the program. You know, I started it back in 1997, and um, it's just been one thing after another, it seems like. And now you've got these podcasts, which are the uh, the true you know median these days as far as... Uh, you know, trying to uh, get the the truth out and talking about things that really do matter. Um, and having said that, very glad to have with us on the program today uh, our guest, Governor Scott Walker. Uh, governor Scott Walker, of course, the previous governor of the uh, fine state of Wisconsin. Um, he was raised in Wisconsin uh, by his mom and dad, of course. Uh, he's a patriot, hard worker, and also was a public servant. Um, in different capacities over the years. And now uh, Governor Walker is very involved uh, with our youth and young adults. And if you've listened to the program for any length of time, you know um, how strongly I feel about that. So even though this is a program based on finance and business, um, you know, our youth, they're our future and uh, we have to always be focused on them and how we can help them and guide them uh, to move not only themselves forward in a great way, but also uh, for our country and the world. Uh, Governor Walker, thanks a lot for taking the time to join us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. So I guess we'll just start off. Um, tell us uh, about the Young America's Foundation and what you do there. Yeah, it's real simple. We train the next generation of leaders in the fight for freedom, and uh, free enterprise is a key part of that. You, you can't live in a free society if you don't have uh, economic as well as political and religious freedoms, and uh, we do all sorts of things. We started a program years ago with uh, college students, which we still run today, helping students on about 2,000 campuses across the country. We then, years ago, after we took over President Reagan's ranch, out in Santa Barbara, where we hold conferences as well, uh, expanded our program in the high school, which we have across the country, and out here in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia market, as well as regional conferences across the nation. And we just started a middle school program. In fact, we'll have another one uh, coming up in June uh, out on the East Coast here. We have them uh, in the Midwest and the West Coast as well. But we really uh, we're, uh, we have a variety of programs. We're just talking with some of the leaders in our Center for Free Enterprise and, and Entrepreneurship yesterday, and we know at the core, uh, we're, we're associated, we're not exclusive to Ronald Reagan, but we, we own his ranch, we uh, hold the values of limited government, lower taxes, uh, fighting for free enterprise, those are core tenets of the things that we work with young people on in conferences and campus lectures in a variety of different programs across the nation. Well, YAF.org, if people are interested. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll continue to give that out, uh, uh, YAF.org, as uh, we continue our conversation. And thank you for doing that important work. I sincerely mean that. Um, it's so good to uh, see you and other folks that have that high visibility um, and, 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 and actually use it in such a positive way. If I can go back, tell us what's the appetite like, uh, say, for your college campus, your high schoolers, and now your middle schoolers, um, I, I know they're being just uh, inundated with negative, in my opinion, evil things these days in their school and outside of their school. So what's the appetite? How, how are, are people reacting to your offers? Well, the students who are there are amazing. They're, they're brave in many ways. I feel like I can connect with them. You recall your listeners probably, some of them at least do as well. Years ago, when I first became governor, I, 
I took on uh, the government union bosses and, and tried to put power back in the hands of hardworking taxpayers, and they responded by taking my capital over and for about a month had almost 100,000 protesters in and around the Capitol. Well, they were trying to intimidate me. How that connects to young people, and I really do feel a bond, is they may not have 100,000 protesters on their campus or in their classroom, but it's that same level of trying to intimidate them to try and push them, particularly just core issues like the difference between free enterprise and socialism, which is really about freedom versus socialism or communism. And so these students are brave, they're remarkable. Many of them who come to our conferences first, they recognize, wow, I'm not alone. There are others who, who have the same sort of concerns, the same sort of beliefs that they have. And secondly, particularly when we, many of our conferences, we, we just had uh, one of our, our, our increasingly popular speakers is a woman named Yaomi Park, who came from, escaped from North Korea, made her way eventually to the United States, and has been speaking out because she can't believe how many college campuses not only are woke, but, but how anti-American they are, how, how uh, much they just attack the, the core principles of this country. And she says, having come from North Korea, like other speakers we have from Cuba, from Venezuela, from the old Soviet Republic, they can't believe that people here in America, particularly young people, don't love the freedom and opportunity that is overwhelmingly available in these United States. And so young people, when they hear it, uh, they're excited about it, they're open about it. The only thing they get upset about is that, that people in their schools and colleges haven't told them sooner. Yeah, uh, talking this morning uh, with our guest, Governor Scott Walker, former uh, governor of Wisconsin, also a presidential candidate, uh, and um, and has just done a tremendous amount of good work uh, over the years. So um, I just want to go back a little bit. What you know, when you're talking to these these uh, college students, these high schoolers, these middle schoolers, you've thrown out a couple different things that um, you know that that are hard for them. Do they have a, a, a main struggle or say the top one or two main struggles when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to make themselves feel good and important and carry on uh, the, 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 the things that really matter, like you said, like freedom, religious freedom. Um, you know, things of that nature, because all these false narratives, and by the way, you have a lot of great stories, folks. You can uh, read them for free. Go to yaf.org. You know, a lot of these stories are just so disheartening, um, and it's got to be very difficult for these students. So are there any uh, struggles in particular that they share with you? Oh, yeah. Well, the biggest thing is just free speech. It's even having access to talk about these things. You and I know that the Constitution clearly spells out uh, the protections of the rights given to us, not by government, but by God, that the Constitution protects things like free speech and plenty of other great rights that we have. And, and yet, of all places, it should be most revered on our college campuses and our schools. And increasingly, that's where it's the most at risk. I mean, a good example, someone that, again, many of your listeners might be familiar with, Art Laffer is one of our longtime speakers. He's in his 80s, his grandkids are actually part of our program now, but he's still this laughable, joyful, free uh, market evangelist, if you will. And uh, We're in court right now because one of the public institutions in the state of New York, um, he came to speak on our behalf for Young America's Foundation, and we warned the administration in advance about uh, one that we were getting that <coughs> radicals, <coughs> excuse me, radicals were going to try and disrupt the event, and they did. Within moments of him taking the stage, they grabbed the microphone off the podium, and the the campus administrators, instead of taking the, the activists out, the radicals out, the protesters out, actually took Dr. Laffer out. So we're in court because that was a violation, not just of his rights, but particularly of the students who were there who wanted to hear from someone like Dr. Art Laffer. And so we get this routinely. It's one of the things I encourage people not only to support our work at Young America's Foundation, but to reach out to maybe it's your alma mater, maybe it's your local community college or university, uh, as well as state lawmakers and others, and ask them for enforceable free speech policies. Um, we, we don't need to have conservative bias on campus or at schools. We just need to have a level playing field because we know 
that when people see the track record of socialism failing around the world all throughout our history versus capitalism really lifting people here and around the world out of poverty, we win that battle. Yeah, right. It's proven. Like you said, it's in the books. And thanks for bringing up uh, uh, Dr. Art Laffer. Just a quick thing, folks, as far as resources, Hillsdale College has a great free piece uh, that Dr. Art Laffer uh, gives on economics. So whether you just want to refresher yourself or you want to hear about things that have worked in the past, whether it was when he was with the Reagan uh, administration, or you want to let your children or grandchildren be exposed to that, it's free. I've watched it, and I really enjoyed it. The other thing is, Governor uh, Walker, is uh, we recently had uh, um, uh, Riley Gaines on the program and of course she's actually in the national spotlight now and she was explaining to us the uphill battle she's dealing with uh which is just mind-boggling to me that you know you would not just admit there's a man and there's a woman and that obviously men shouldn't compete in women's sports and she was um uh, actually punched by a guy in a dress out in San Francisco recently. So uh, I think it's even more important that people have this access to uh, Young America's Foundation uh, and know that there's a ton of support for them and their families. Well, absolutely. You know, and, and she's going to be speaking at a couple of our conferences coming up here as well. It, it is just, it, it's, it's not even a political battle. It's not left or right. It's right or wrong. In her case, the argument she's made, I know you and I and others have made, is that it's just about fundamental fairness. Uh, someone, whether it's in swimming, track and field, other areas, someone who was excuse me, biologically born as a man has a competitive advantage in some of these key athletic events over someone who was biologically born as a woman. It's the same reason why we don't allow 19-year-olds to compete against 10-year-olds because their bodies are at different stages. It's not fair to 10-year-olds to have someone that much older. It's why even with men, we don't allow someone uh, to box in the lightweight division who's 300 pounds. It just wouldn't be fair. And so I think we need to get to the point where you know the left is trying to say, oh, this is about attacking people. It's not at all. In America, you know, one of the amazing things is you're an adult. You want to dress or act the way you want. You can do that, unlike many other countries, particularly in places like the Middle East. You can do that. That's your right. But when it comes to competition, when it comes to children, there are just fundamental rights and wrongs. And sadly, too many of the radicals out there are really going at odds with those fundamental issues of fairness. Yeah, I agree 100%. And um, it's just, in my mind, these are my words, it's good versus evil. And, and I think people are really starting to figure that out and push back um, organizations like Young America's Foundation and others are key and so needed uh, and so welcomed for people that are on the outside looking in. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, wrap up our conversation with Governor Scott Walker, learn more about uh, the uh, Young America's Foundation, how you can get involved, how you can uh, support it, all that good stuff. Stay tuned. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, the only place to go to start your project is NZ Kramer & Son in Woodsboro and online at nzkramer.com. The only local independently owned lumberyard in the area offers a wide variety of services for commercial and residential customers. Got a deck to build? A bathroom to remodel? NZ Kramer & Son can help you get the job done with contractor referrals, takeoff plans, and the supplies you'll need. When the job needs to be done right and you need the best possible service, you go to the best. Where home improvements begin, NZ Kramer and son start building
Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You can enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. You can start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu edu instant relief from dc and baltimore radio keeping it local free talk 930 wfmd Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts. You can grab it there. Wrapping up our conversation today with our guest, Governor Scott Walker, the former governor of the fine state of Wisconsin, uh, and uh, just a great uh, guy overall. Um, I followed him for some time, um, including when he was uh, a presidential candidate and uh, um, and he's now that that's kind of behind him, at least for now, he's doing a lot of really good work for our our youth and uh, young Americans. It's just so important. They are our future, as we always say on the program here. We care about them tremendously. Um, and that's why we have these types of conversations, because, like I said, they are the future. So, Governor um, Walker. How do people, how are they getting involved with Young America's Foundation and uh, other programs that you guys have? Well, again, yf.org, you're a student listening and you feel like you're under attack, boy, check it out. Come to one of our conferences, reach out to us. We can provide legal help. We can provide programming. We can provide literature. We invite you to one of our conferences. If you're a parent or grandparent, yf.org. Sign your kids or grandkids, nieces, nephews up. And if you just want to support what we're doing at YF.org, we have last year had over 96,000 supporters from across the country. Uh, we don't uh, get, any, obviously, any government funding or anything else like that, but we really are dedicated to standing up for free enterprise, individual liberties, a strong national defense and defense of freedom, and just traditional American values. And uh, we, more than ever, it's important. Uh, I don't know if you probably talked about this, but... Uh, about a month ago, the Wall Street Journal put out their annual poll. They've been doing it for 25 years. And sadly, we've seen a, a rapid decline in the last four years in that poll when it comes to people putting value in in simple things like patriotism, religion, community involvement, uh, even things like having a family. The only thing that's gone up during that time is the value of money. And the irony is, you know, for socialists attacking the free enterprise system, they think any of us who believe in capitalism are all about money. It's just the opposite. Capitalism is a way of, of serving people. You you have a need. I make a product or provide a service for you. I do it well and efficiently and and, and, and innovate. Uh, then I'm going to serve your need. And in the process, if, if I can do it well over time, I'm going to make some money doing that. But the, the intent is not the money. It's it's that connection. It's, it's building a business. It's building an opportunity. It's taking care of your employees. They just don't get that. And sadly, those numbers have declined dramatically in the last few years, mainly because of the gap with those uh, young people under the age of 30. And it's years of radical indoctrination. And we've got to get to more students at younger ages and with an even better message to counter that. Spot on. And, you know, the other thing, and you mentioned this, you said parents and grandparents. And I always say it goes to aunts and uncles, to godparents, to friends of the family, whoever can help you know, and protect these children and let them know what's true and what's not true uh, in any area is is beneficial. So are you seeing, uh, like you mentioned, now that you have the elementary, or excuse me, the middle school uh, type of program, um, are you getting traction in that, even though it's fairly new? Oh, absolutely. There's such a hunger out there. And again, we'll We'll have but one of our trips in the past when we've been the West Coast, we've been at the Reagan Ranch. In the Midwest, we go to the Reagan Boy at home. On the East Coast in June, we'll again go to yf.org, go to Senate, we'll go to Mount Vernon. 
We'll talk about the connection between Washington and Reagan and these core principles. But there's just such a hunger. And our next step is we're going to start moving into even helping the parents of elementary school students, third, fourth, fifth graders, because sadly the radicals are, are starting even younger and younger and younger, and we've got to counter that. It's part of the reason why we see this shift that you see in the polling. You see it actually in the elections uh, last fall in states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona, Georgia, my home state of Wisconsin. The gap between 18 and 29-year-olds between the the liberal and the more conservative candidates was in some cases 40 points or greater. We just can't sustain that. And, And the key isn't clever digital ads. It's getting to these people at younger and younger ages. Well, I, you know, I wish you all the best, uh, you and the folks that uh, help you and support you and that are in the trenches uh, doing God's work. Um, I really do wish you the best. It's so, so important. It's so good to hear that you're even, you know, going to be heading into the elementary schools because, like you said, unfortunately, those kids are under attack, too, uh, and they really don't have the wherewithal as far as thought power to contradict a lot of the things that they hear or that they're told are normal. So, uh, again, folks, if you want to help, whether you want to get involved um, and, and, and be that light for your children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, your godchildren, whoever it is, uh, you can go to yaf.org. Uh, there are programs there, a lot of free literature there that you can read and, and get the, you know, the, the down and dirty on what's going on. It's a lot of it. I mean, it's, it's all true, but it's also so disheartening, but we need to know that we need to step up to it. And governor Scott Walker, thank you very much for everything you do. And like I said, I wish you the best. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. Keep fighting for freedom. Yes, sir. We'll do it. And uh, we'd like to continue talking to uh, Governor Scott Walker, but obviously we're out of time. We're up against a hard break. Uh, They're doing great work, yaf.org. And um, that way, you know, again, you can get involved. It's a great resource. Um, He's just a good person. You know, he it's it's not very often you talk about an elected official and you say they're a good person, but he is. I mean, this guy was raised, you know, his dad was a minister, his mom worked part-time as a bookkeeper and a secretary. He's got God in his heart. Uh, he's a patriot, uh, all about hard work. You, you got to love it. And that's what we want on this program because that's how you are. And we know that too. Uh, and that's why I appreciate you listening uh, for another edition here. Um, that does it for us. I will talk with you on the Morning News Express weekday mornings, 5.50, 6.50, and 7.50 a.m. with Bob and Ryan. That's always fun. And then uh, we'll be back here uh, next weekend for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to go nowhere fast. Let's enjoy right here where we at. Who knows where this road is supposed to lead? We got nothing but time. As long as you ride here next me everything's gonna be all right it is meant to be it'll be it'll be this is the 930 wfmd job hunt an emergency communication specialist is needed this skilled position is responsible for the receipt and processing of emergency and non-emergency calls for public safety services as well as timely and accurate deployment of appropriate public safety personnel and apparatus to the location of emergencies complete fleet view is looking for an installation technician job responsibilities include installing and removing various electronic monitoring equipment as requested using directed safety precautions this is a mobile position where the technician will be dispatched from your home to the customer's location a dl is required. Other job openings include a first shift full-time warehouse associate, a vehicle mechanic, a WordPress web and digital designer, and a sales and service specialist. To find out more, go to WFMD.com. More details at WFMD.com. Job Hunt from Frederick County Workforce Services and News Radio 930 WFMD. 
930 WFMD wants you to know about our hometown heroes. The hometown heroes right here on 930 WFMD. Another outstanding hometown hero is Commanding General U.S. Army Medical Research and Development Command in Fort Detrick. Brigadier General Anthony McQueen joining us. General, thank you so much. No, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. You are from a, a little town sandwiched in between Houston and San Antonio. How did that shape who you are today? There's a few things that jump out at me. One, playing sports, you know, the competitiveness, had great, great coaches that really instilled discipline and responsibility at that age. I grew up in a family with two brothers and sister, and so, you know, we had to work early on in our life, you know, as teenagers, whether it was, you know, working at a restaurant as a dishwasher to working on ranches and, and raising cattle and, and those types of things, but always working some type of job. And then finally, I think just that small town setting has uh, made me what I think could be a, a humble leader that, that I am. Brigadier General Anthony McQueen joining us on the Hometown Heroes. Thank you very much, sir, and thank you for your service. Thank you. I appreciate the time. You've been listening to the Hometown Heroes right here on 930 WFMD. Our conversation with a hometown hero is a service of the Overhead Door Company at OverheadDoors.com. This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Now. WFMD News. Residents in Frederick County will be dealing with the extremely hot weather at least through part of this weekend, and county officials say they need to take precautions. Deputy Director of Emergency Management Anthony Rosano says they will need to be aware of all the signs of heat stroke. Very hot body temperature, hot or red skin, fat, a very fast or strong pulse, and also dizziness, headache, nausea, and certainly any kind of uh, loss of consciousness. He says you need to take action. If any of those warning signs are present, calling 911 right away is, is vitally important to that person, and then also getting them into a cooler place and providing them with cool, wet cloths on their body, but not actually giving them anything to drink for heat, for heat stroke. Rosano urges residents to stay indoors, drink plenty of fluids such as water, and never leave children or pets in hot cars for any reason. There are eight finalists for the Maryland Lottery's Cash Bash event, and two more slots are available. Spokeswoman Gail Pelovitz says one of these contestants will be eligible to win up to $5 million during a special anniversary event on September 8th at the Maryland State Fair. She says anyone who wants to be one of the two finalists needs to be part of the My Lottery Rewards program. In our My Lottery Rewards program, it's free to join. You just go to our website, mdlottery.com. You can join the program and start entering your tickets. Pelovitz says players received an entry in this promotion for every $50 worth of tickets entered into their My Lottery Rewards account. Anyone who wants to be a finalist has until August 1st to enter. The Cash Bash promotion is part of the celebration of the Maryland Lottery's 50th anniversary. I'm Kevin McManus on Mid-Maryland's Radio News Center, 930 WFMD. Fox News, I'm Ted Lindner. A mass shooting at a community outreach event in Seattle Friday night left five people injured. We know that there's dozens and dozens of rounds that were fired. Uh, our, currently, our gun violence reduction unit is actually investigating this. It's police chief Andrea Diaz who says there may have been two shooters. This is another shooting in the Chicago area. Saw five people shot there. One of them died. Former President Trump facing more charges in the classified documents case. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie talking about it on Fox. We have a front runner right now who, when he gets on the stage for the Fox News debate on August 23rd, will be out on bail in at least two different jurisdictions, if not three. Chris Christie on Fox's Cavuto Live with Neil Cavuto on Friday. America's listening to Fox News. The 930 WFMD Skyscan forecast for Frederick and surrounding counties. As we head into the day, we'll have a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 2 p.m., with a high near 98 and west winds 6 to 13 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 21 miles per hour. Saturday night, we'll have a 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly before 8 p.m., with a low around 71 and northwest winds 5 to 9 miles per hour. PJ's Roofing. When it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit pjsroofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. 930 WFMD with a Fox Sports update. 
from the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Kevin Wired. Women's World Cup action. We have had one game conclude today as Sweden finishes off Italy in a blowout win 4-0. We do have two games coming up later today at 6 Eastern. France will face Brazil. And at 8.30, Panama facing off against Jamaica. Both of those games can be seen on Fox. Major League Baseball action from Friday. Reds outlast the Dodgers 6-5 as they move a half game back of the NL Central. That's because the Brewers fell to the Braves on Friday 10-7. As for the NL West standings, neither the Giants or Diamondbacks could take advantage of the LA loss. They both fell Friday night. San Francisco 3-2 to the Red Sox. Arizona 5-2 against the Mariners. The Dodgers three games ahead of San Francisco. Four over the Diamondbacks for the NL West lead. And the Angels lose to the Blue Jays 4-1 despite Shohei Otani hitting his 39th home run of the season. Securing America. The continuing battle between Republican Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville and the Pentagon took another turn on Monday when more than 550 military family members delivered a petition to the senator asking him to stop his hold on over 260 promotions in protest of the Department of Defense's policy to allow female service members paid time off and reimbursing expenses for those who have to travel for certain reproductive health care, including abortions. The petition reading in part, quote, It is highly inappropriate and unpatriotic to wage a political battle by using military service members as pawns. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary Sabrina Singh saying of the standoff last week, This unprecedented hold directly impacts readiness and our national security. While adding, One in five troops are women. They do not get a chance to pick where they are assigned, and they sacrifice every day. Kidney Rescue, Fox News. Battery Warehouse of Frederick has batteries for all your summer fun. Whether it's your boat, motorcycle, all-terrain vehicles, camper, or even your flashlight to enjoy the starry nights. Battery Warehouse is your one stop for all your battery needs at 434 South Market Street, Frederick. Today's financial editor on 930 WFMD was recorded at an earlier date. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts and you can listen to the Your Financial Editor program right there as a podcast. So I'm going to slim down the economic data. We got quite a bit this week. In particular, the housing stuff uh, was worrisome. We're seeing some more pain there in that area. The one thing I wanted to mention, um, I was just talking about, you know, the economy and how people that CNBC survey is people never felt so bad about the economy uh, in the 17 years that they've been uh, conducting the survey. And again, this is NBC, folks. So um, if they can't make a survey, uh, you know, put some lipstick on the pig, you know, things are bad. But we also saw the leading economic indicator index. That comes from the conference board, um, and it fell to its lowest level in 28 months. Uh, signs are pointing to a recession. They have been. This is the 12th month in a row that we've seen um, the uh, leading economic indicator index fall. So um, you have to go back to see this single-month decline that we saw uh, in March, you'd have to go back to April of 2020. That's right when the virus was, you know, really scaring people and you had all the craziness and uncertainty and all that. That's how far back you'd have to go in that period where uh, things looked as poorly as they do right now. So, um, you know, you've heard a lot about recession. Obviously, we had one last year. 
with the first and second quarter back-to-back negative uh, GDP growth. And now, you know, this year, uh, you're actually hearing people talk about recession. And that's because they're carrying water for the administration. The uh, voting is over for 2020. So now they can act like they really care about recession when um, they're they're so obvious that that's why they don't have credibility and nobody really gives two shakes uh, as to, um, you know, what they do, what they say um, and how they do things because they just don't, again, have that credibility. The other thing we saw was the Federal Reserve's beige book came out this week and it showed that lending in the U.S. declined after you had those bank failures, Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, Credit Suisse, and others, you know, um, really caused some worry, some uncertainty. Um, and the Federal Reserve, uh, which, by the way, if you're not familiar with the Beige Book, we have 12 Federal Reserve districts around the country. And each of those districts, uh, those uh, those Federal Reserve banks, go out into the district and they ask uh, questions and they get anecdotal information. They compile that information and then they take turns as to what Federal Reserve Bank is going to put everything together into uh, a summary, which is the beige book named because the title or excuse me, the color of the um, the cover is actually beige. So they have all this information. They're telling us, which is nothing surprising, that um, lending by banks and demand for loans among consumers and businesses generally declined. Um, so we saw the drop-off was especially sharp in the San Francisco region where Silicon Valley Bank is. So the uh, San Francisco Federal Reserve obviously had a different take on things probably than our um, Federal Reserve, the, the Richmond Federal Reserve Bank. We're in that district. Um, so, you know, it was no big surprise to see that. The other thing that they said, though, was um, a slower pace of employment growth than in recent beige book reports. So you're starting to see, we saw it with the initial jobless claims this week, um, and you're starting to see in other information that's released that there is some pressure uh, when it comes to the jobs market. So we're going to look at that. Uh, well, we're going to continue to look at that very closely um, and uh, and keep everybody up to speed on what that landscape is telling us and showing us. Um, and by the way, we're going to have more layoffs announced this coming week. So I'll be talking about that with um, Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick, unfortunately, uh, but more people are going to be getting pink slips. We're going to be talking about this ESG nonsense and some other things on the other side, so stay tuned, if you will. Health's Radio for a Cause. David McShay, and I'm the Executive Director for the Alzheimer's Association, Greater Maryland Chapter. Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia. Essentially, plaques and tangles build up in the brain, uh, which robs people with Alzheimer's the ability to have memory, eventually could lead to their inability to do simple things like chewing, breathing, and ultimately, there is no cure. There are currently 6.5 million Americans affected by Alzheimer's and 110,000 Marylanders alone have Alzheimer's and that's just our estimate. We believe there may be more. Not only is it a devastating disease when it comes to emotional impact on the family, but it is an incredibly costly disease as well financially. ALZ.org slash Maryland Frederick Health's Radio for a Cause is supported by Premier Dental Arts, Johnson & Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning, and Maryland Excavation. The Talk of Mid-Maryland Interesting topics that people call in on. 9.30. That's how I stay informed. WFMD.
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today. And uh, we're going to wrap things up. I, before I run out of time, I wanted to make sure we talked about the ESG. I got a little long-winded on some other things earlier, so I apologize for that. But um, ESG, acronym for Environmental Social Governance. Okay, so basically what's happening is you have um, many, many firms from Wall Street to Main Street that are saying um, we are going to focus our uh, efforts on environmental social governance issues, whether it's profitable or not. If you're a private business, knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. You know, walk around with the bumper sticker on your forehead, how you're, you think you're saving the world and all those things. But for investors, that's not fair. For an investor to commit their hard-earned money, what they're expecting is uh, for you to have good management, solid balance sheets, and to execute. Okay? Not... It, it, look, the Silicon Valley Bank, I, it's perfect right now as an example. Perfect. For six months, they didn't have a compliance officer. How at a bank that had the hundreds of billions of dollars that they had, how did they not have a compliance officer? But you know what they did have? A diversity, equity, and inclusion, whatever, position. And they're making commercials. Again, getting back to the commercial thing, trying to make you think what they're showing you is normal that's not normal. Good versus evil. Real simple. So instead of doing what they should have been doing, and the CEO and the CFO were not qualified to be in those positions, much less the people they had on the board of directors, who didn't catch all this nonsense earlier. That's a perfect example, right? So um, you see these, uh, these companies that people own the stock and um, they're not getting the rate of return that they should be getting. Perfect example I'll give you here. Fact, Bloomberg, and this is Bloomberg, you know, you you know, Michael Bloomberg, he's all in, you know, supposedly he's going to uh, take everybody's guns away. He's going to, you know, make everybody eat Bill Gates's mush and, um, you know, have a windmill on the back of their car to make it go and a solar uh, panel maybe on the roof to help out uh, just in case the wind isn't blowing. Right. Bloomberg showed that the difference between an ESG retirement fund and an E or a non-ESG retirement fund, um, over the past five years, the average of an ESG fund was 6.3% a year. And then if you went away from ESG, and obviously you invested in things that um, were that did better, made more sense, and also you didn't feel dirty about or, or coerced into, 8.9%. So you do the math, right? 8.9% you could have gotten versus 6.3. On top of that, you've got, um, you know, Janet Yellen at the Treasury. You've got the people at the Federal Reserve. You've got the Securities and Exchange Commission, and it really comes from Biden, who's vetoing people saying, look, you, we don't want to be forced into ESG. This is our money. We worked hard for it, and we want it to be where we want it to be, not based on your agenda and uh, so many of the false narratives that they push. Here's another really good example. We heard... Basically, Biden, this administration, is hijacking the automobile industry. And they made this stupid comment that, you know, in X amount of years, they want 67% or whatever it is, 60-some percent of electric vehicle sales, and people don't want that. They don't want it. They can't afford it. They don't understand it. 
that's being hidden from them, unfortunately. I've been talking about it for years. If Look, if you want to buy an, uh, uh, um, a Prius or a Tesla or whatever the other ones are, knock yourself out. Go get it, right? But you can't force people to do something that doesn't make sense, counterproductive, costs some money, it's not reliable, all of those things. It just doesn't work. But that's what they're doing. And then you've got the automakers now saying, okay, we've got to retool our plants. We've got to do all these things different. Where are we going to source the batteries from and the material, right? All that nonsense. But that's what they have to do because they're being forced into that lane by this administration. Ford Motor Company lost $2.1 billion last year because of their ongoing investment in electric vehicles, and it just didn't work out real well for them. Guess what? They announced this uh, this week or last week that they're expecting another $3 billion loss due to electric vehicles. So these companies are being forced into things that people don't want, that that is not profitable, and you as a shareholder, if you own stocks or you have bonds in Ford, you're you're going to have to pay the piper, even though you don't want any part of it, right? You just want your money to be in a good place with good people to do good things and to be profitable. And that's just the opposite of ESG. Actually, uh, a lot of the firms that we work with, um, one in particular, took ESG off of their um, off of their funds and their investment portfolios because, again, they want to do just the opposite. They want to work with good companies, good management, good board of directors. Solid business plans, solid balance sheets, all the things that make sense that you want for your money. Um, but it's an uphill roll right now. It really is. And that's because, like I said, you've got Biden, but as much as Harris is involved, which, you know, she's not. Um, you've got all the people behind the curtain, you know, the Wizard of Oz thing that you don't see, um, pulling all the strings. Then you've got all these cabinet members. Um, you've got, as I mentioned, the Department of Energy. Say, well, Biden says, yeah, you can uh, explore for energy to try to help people out with energy costs, he's saying. And then EPA or Department of Interior won't grant the permitting or the access. So that's all lies. Smoke's a mirror, right? Right there. Um, so... You've got all these people against you. So as an investor, you really, the stakes, it used to be like, okay, what's my risk tolerance? I have to make sure that I feel comfortable about what my risk tolerance is. I have to feel comfortable about what I'm investing in. Here are my expectations. Here are my goals. Well, you still have all that, but now you have, like I said, the smoke and mirrors where, well, wait a minute, am I really investing in what I think? Well, no, not if you're BlackRock. Um, and, you know, Larry Fink, who sold his soul years ago, or if you're some of these other big um, companies or even small companies, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, stock ownership, you name it. You really have to be careful as to what you're invested in, why. And um, when you know the answer to that, you, can, you might want to feel like you have to take a shower. Because you look at where this money's being spent, so you're investing in this company to do what they say they're going to do, and then out the back door goes that money to support things that you would never in your life give a dollar to. And they're given often millions and millions and millions. Um, because, again, they've lost their way. Uh, you've got board of directors being hijacked. Um, you've got... Uh, CEOs, CFOs, I mentioned earlier, the beginning of the program, like we see these people at Anheuser-Busch with uh, marketing, you know, these people that are in charge of marketing, basically just 
totally crashing into the wall, not even tapping the brakes. Um, and it's all intentional. So make sure you understand uh, what you're invested in, what exposure you have, what you're supporting. Um, you know, that's that's really, really, really important. Uh, that does it for us. Um, I will talk with you on the Morning News Express with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. You know, we talk every uh, weekday morning at uh, 5.56, Really fun uh, live telephone calls about what's going on, uh, what's coming down the pike, uh, that kind of thing. So uh, look forward to those business updates. And um, also we'll be back here next Saturday for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. Hope you have a great rest of the weekend, and um, we'll talk with you soon. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. WFMD Spotlight on Local Business. This week's Spotlight on Local Business is a conversation with the folks who manage CE Construction. We have uh, Bobby Janasco and Andrew Bernstein. A little bit of your background as far as what got you into the construction business. So we opened Circuit Electric in 1986 by my father, Paul. I'm a master electrician by trade, so I handle electric for us. And Bobby handles the construction part of our business. And Bobby, how'd you get into this business? Uh, Andrew's actually my brother-in-law, so we're a family-owned and operated company. Graduated college and started working for the business. What kind of specific projects would people come to you for? Like Bobby said, the kitchens, the bathrooms, painting, drywall, flooring, um, basements. The the nice thing about us is we self-perform most work, so... Being that we have electricians in-house, we have carpenters in-house, we have drywall guys in-house, we have painters in-house, we have flooring guys in-house, we're not outsourcing everything, so we do... And we we can also control the craftsmanship, the quality that goes into a project, because these are the guys that we deal with on a daily basis, and we know, you know, where to put guys to put them in a position to be successful and give them the best project. Yeah, and I think, like, with CE Construction, um, being the residential, um, a, a little different pace than the commercial electric we do, um, they've had the same guys for years. So you, you may call today and have a guy come out, and four or five years ago, it's probably going to be the same guy. Like, we've had the, we don't have a big turnover on a construction Continuity. side. Continuity. Yeah, yep. it's the same guy's been for years. People call up and say, hey, uh, Fernando was here five years ago. Is he still there? Of course he's still here. Well, can you send him back out? Because I loved him. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of that. And we also have uh, project managers in the field that the project manager will come out, estimate the job, and then if we are awarded the work, that'll you'll have the same project manager actually do the job. So he's familiar with the project, he's familiar with the customer. All right, Bobby and Andrew from CE Construction. Today's Spotlight on Local Business. News Radio 930, WFMD Frederick. A connoisseur media radio station. Seven o'clock.